listening to MLG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're going to be looking at what I call, well, it's not me that calls it that wish. It's just a word. It's splagre, splang nidzomai. Obviously, it's a Greek word and uh, it means, wait for it. It means, can you guess? It means, I'll tell you later. <laughs> anyway, this is the 20th day of the Prayer Beast 30 Day Challenge. And so, in 10 days, we will be victorious. Amen. We're already victorious in Christ Jesus, but we'll be victorious with the discipline of prayer in the next 10 days. So, I encourage you that it's like how I put you know, when you're running a marathon. And you're running in our first, you may start out with the burst, bam. Then when you get to the middle, you just you know you slow down small, you're like ah bego, jajali, jajali. Let me have energy to finish them. But when I get into the finish line, what do you do? You just bah. in fact, I saw one dude that when he got near the finish line, the way he or he won the race is that he as he ran, he just jumped, like literally. As he got near the finish line, he jumped, he lunged forward. This one was not the case of he ran and used his chest. To, no, this one, the guy literally flew. Like, this guy jumped, lunged forward, and that's how he won. So, let's also strive to do that. We're almost there. And you'll be thankful to, you know, for it. You'll be able to look back and say, yeah, I did that. Do you get? And one thing about disciplines is that when you build disciplines in one area, you can build them in other areas. You understand? When you also do this, tomorrow when you look back and you have another fix i mean there's so much you should have learned by now from just praying around the clock you should be able to say to yourself yes i did that before so i can actually do this one do you understand uh-huh. praying yesterday helps your praying today i see now your praying today helps your praying tomorrow it, it does a lot it does a whole lot okay so we're going back to our topic which is splag chizomai which or splag nidzomai actually nidzomai it's a greek word for compassion compassion and it means to be moved you know it's like bowels of compassion to have mercy of pity right aha to feel pity to feel sympathy to identify with the person's situation do you understand to, to to identify with the person's situation well let's dig a bit deeper because i'm looking at the lexicon so let's go the word sympathy we have a few words to work by sympathy what does sympathy mean feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune are you seeing that so for you to have compassion there has to be something negative happening with the people that you're having compassion on that there's something that they are in that is not good and then you are able to what identify understand have a similar feeling a a a mutual feeling of of pity you get or sympathy of ah it's like you put yourself in their shoes and you see ah this isn't good this isn't good this isn't good right i guess for the first time like if you look at what's happening in nigeria people are putting themselves in the shoes of those who have 
encountered uh, the SARS guys and they're like ah no 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 that's horrible uh, that's bad I heard of the, the dudes that or the man who had to swim across the sea of bodies to look for his dead son <laughs> right uh-huh. you get that kind of that kind of thing is is it's like going here you're like chai god forbid imagine if it was my own son do you get imagine if it was me that they brutalized imagine if it was my own child they brutalized imagine with me they stopped on the road so that is what we call compassion it's pity it's, it's mercy it's you know one thing that compassion will do is that it, is, it probably starts with them um, it may start with thoughts but it leads to emotions you will feel it or it will register on an emotional level you're like ah oh you know it, it's not something that happened to you but you feel sad about it you will feel bad about it do you get you feel the same emotions or at least you will come close to feeling the same emotions that the person who went through it you know is feeling and you see compassion is a major component when it comes to working God's supernatural power God's supernatural power is available to every single believer but you can either work it mechanically or you can work it from God's heart you can work it mechanically what do I mean by that I mean that you can operate God's power without his love and compassion right if you know the principles of power you can operate it if you know how to for example look and see in the spirit you can actually operate that whenever you want to you can look and see anything you want to see you can do and undo you understand but when you are operating that same power with god's love you get there are restraints for example now let's say word of knowledge you just pick something about somebody that this person has seen this person has messed up you know or committed an abortion or whatever you have to realize that for you to see that right by the spirit of god that there's a reason you're seeing it for and you're not seen to expose the person. Jesus saw a woman who had had five husbands and was currently living with a man that was not a husband. I mean, her boyfriend, basically. And look at how he tackled it. He didn't, he didn't say it in such a manner that made the woman feel ashamed, made her feel bad, made her, you know, feel condemned. No, there's a way he presented this information. So you have to realize there is the love of God involved in the flowing of God's supernatural power. In fact, let me say this. Um, power without control is going to lead to anarchy. It's going to lead to something else. Power must have control. Power must have measures. That's why you see, for example, the government has the legislative, the judiciary, and what's the third one? Oh my goodness, we love that in school. <laughs> and the executive. You have a balance of powers because if you don't have that, power will go unchecked checked you know that's what tyranny is tyranny is uh you get these people who have absolute whatever that's what happened in zimbabwe that's what happened in you know many of these countries when just a person has absolute power and can do everything. even the british empire that used to be you know an absolute monarchy or something like that now it's no longer that powers have been separated because it is too dangerous to leave power all that power in a man's hands now when it comes to god's power a man who masters god's power can and wreak havoc with that power you can do and undo you can actually kill you can destroy there's nothing you cannot do with that power that power in your hands god's power power is power do you understand but power can be misdirected for example we always look at the, st- the case of someone like elijah who called down fire and just burns 50 men for nothing bible says that the came the king in that time sent them to break call elijah elijah and then when they came of course they spoke in one useless manner the man was in the mountain and they said you know, man, come down, the king will have to see you. And he said, if I be a man of God, let fire fall and, you know, shish kabob you guys. And that happened. 
Then the second group happened who didn't have sense, and that happened. Then the third group, the guy came and said, Ah, Papa, no, now. The guy kneeled and said, I beg, please spare my life. Spare the life of this man. And that's when that man called Elijah and I said, Oh, okay, fine, I'll go with you guys. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it means that he was very positive. There are other ways. This is Elijah. This guy could literally teleport. There are things he could do with the power of God. He could have just, there are ways he would have gone about it and not had to destroy those moments' lives. And we know this because Jesus, who came, said that you know there was a point in time where they were passing through samaria and the samaritans were angry with them and they were like ah you know because they were going to jerusalem the samaritans and the jews don't mix because the jews the samaritans are children of jews and other races so the jews of course in their typical over holy fashion consider them unrighteous consider them dirty so they don't associate with them you get they don't even speak with them so jesus had already you know the story of the samaritan one had already ensued and then jesus was now later passing through samaritan to go to jerusalem and the samaritans got to know about that and for some reason it just became very 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 you know emotional giddy, you know they started becoming very harassive abusive and everything and we got to talk nonsense so so these hot-blooded boys you know who have seen what jesus can do they've seen what the power of god can do they've seen it over and over again ah ah they say ah Igbo. no you know Ah, uh, they say things like, uh, let me try your about Yeah, we these people are mad, though. Something like that. These guys are crazy. What nonsense is that? I, I know Jesus. In fact, say, let's call down fire and roast these guys like Elijah did. Let's finish these guys. And Jesus, Bible says, turned and rebuked them. He said, ah, ah. He said, <laughs> He says, You don't know the spirit you're off. He says, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. Are you seeing that? So that was just his response to that. Jesus noticed that he never used the power he had all the while to do evil. You get. I mean, there are people he could have done evil to. Those Pharisees, he could have, oh my goodness, angels would have gone. Have you ever heard of what happened with King Hezekiah, right? When um, Assyria attacked his people, right? I think it was Senna or something like that. Assyria attacked his people. And one angel in one night came and slew how many thousands, hundred and something thousand people soldiers in one night one angel just came here and flew through the camp you know looks like a sci-fi movie or actual movie and wiped out the whole army that's what those guys can do that's what the power that power can literally that one was to defend god's people you get that power can literally do but when jesus came look at how he operated the power look at how that power was wielded in his hands and you see there's a massive difference massive difference you get so this is not even the topic <laughs> because I'm going into something else I, I plan to teach another time. But you see, there's a way he wielded the power because the the believer, the new creation in Christ Jesus is extremely powerful. But there is a way, there is a way to wield that power. There's a way to wield that power. Do you understand? That power is not to be wielded anyhow. There's a way to, you understand, to go about it. <laughs> there's a way to go and that, and that is with the character of God you understand express you have to realize that the ultimate goal of power is to express god's nature or, or, or character that is the ultimate goal of power god's power is to express his love his nature and character do you understand his power will be nothing without his character who he is is his character and you see that whenever his his power his power is filtered through his character the same thing for us god's power must be filtered through his character do you understand and a major component of his character is compassion a major component of his character is compassion. So when we understand that, 
we now let's look at the bible and see instances where we see this there's the first of all the story of lazarus right lazarus who was a friend of christ died and the bible says that jesus finally when he finally came there you know we saw um everybody weeping the sisters weeping and the bible says in john 11 35 that jesus wept he also cried then said the jews behold how he loved him are you seeing this how he loved him so he just expressed his emotions towards the man but let me say this his, his compassion was not unto nothing you know a lot of people know how to be compassionate unto nothing oh hey yeah ah hey yeah <laughs> Hey, ah, hey, hey, sorry, ah, the person has died. Oh, sorry, hey, yeah, ah, hey, 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 sorry, sorry. You know, I mean, I understand people mean well, but you see, believers are supposed to go way beyond, hey, yeah. Believers are meant to go beyond, hey, I'm sorry. We are supposed to do something about it. After Jesus wept, what else did he do? Bible says, if you read down to verse 38, just therefore again groaning in himself came to the grave it was a cave and a stone lay on it and jesus said take away the stone right and then if you read down just go down now he said he took away the stone and he said what verse 43 and when he thus spoke for he cried with a loud voice lazarus come forth so he did something his compassion moved him to do something he felt what these people felt do you understand it was compassion they were crying he cried he felt their pain you get when he came to heal this guy or breathing from the dead he felt the pain of people around him let me say this if you want to go far with healing ministry if you want to go far and be a healer you have to realize that you must be compassionate like jesus christ you must feel you know what he felt you must feel what he felt you it must be in your heart do you understand you must feel what these other people you know are experiencing going through you must be able to put yourself in that situation i know when you have a disposition of love towards people what happens is that you will not the compassion of the holy ghost will begin to well in you this was not just as much as it could have started in a natural level it gets to the point where it's supernatural you understand it just wells up in your heart it just you know we are moved see look at this matthew chapter 14 verse 14 and jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them and he healed their sick he was moved with what compassion towards them and he was healed their sick so he looked at the people that were sick and he was moved with compassion as he began to imagine ah look at this person ah you mean to tell me your hand has been maimed like this you've not had a hand for so long oh you've been in so much pain you know oh you you've been bedridden ah no no, no that's bad how are you able to walk how you how are you feeding your children how are you doing how are you, how are you coping you know he put himself in their shoes he let his emotions flow towards them you understand and this says a lot about god because it means if, if christ is god it means that god knows what you are going through god feels your pain do you understand god feels your pain and so he he set a pattern for us that we must be moved you can't say you're healing people and you're not thinking about them Oh, what is this person going through? You know, this is that compassion that leads you that even if you prayed for them, you're not seeing anything. There's that compassion that says, I can't just leave you like this. No, I'll stay here with you and I'll pray. This thing has to go. No nonsense. Do you understand? With that compassion also comes, there's, there can also come this anger. I know. Sister, how can you be doing this? What rubbish is, you know, there's, <laughs> you have to realize prayer is prayed with emotion. No? Do you understand? This is the emotion. You're not just passive as much as yes i know that part of just commanding 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 speaking hey, come on now you fast speak come on now but it's a place of being compassionate do you understand of having the heart of god for people why do you want to heal the sick 
Do you understand? So we want to heal the sick so that people can say they are powerful. So people can say, tell them thank you. That's why we want to heal the sick. But your motive must be love. Your motive must be love. That Christ has died for these people. That Christ made this power available for you know for them to be healed. And you cannot just walk away from them, you know, knowing you can do something about that. You don't do anything about it. No, that's it. Compassion. Are you seeing that? Aha. Uh-huh. Look at this. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, begging him, and kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus, what, moved with compassion. Are you seeing that? What did the man say? The man said, if you will, if you will, are you willing? If you are, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put his hand and touched him and said, ah. He said, I will. You know, like, why are you saying if I'm willing? I am willing. Do you get there? Was this emotional outburst? Don't, you know, because you cannot read these things. Yeah. He moved with compassion and he now said, I will. That be that clean. No. It was like, ah. No, ah, why are you saying no? Ah, you hear, ah, look at you. How long have you had this issue? You know, there was a time when Jesus actually asked, you know, um, like how long a person had had, you know, a person had had this um, situation. I can't remember the text, but he was, someone, they brought someone to him and was like, how long have you had this? It, it was, that thing was compassionate. Because Jesus and healing, you don't have to, there's nothing, there's no benefit of knowing how long someone has been sick. What you have to know is that person must get out of that place. It was compassionate. How long has she had this? How long? Ah. No, 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 no. Satan, you messed up on this one. You messed up. Do you get? If you have a heart of compassion, you will see more results with healing. It's true. So in this one, it says he puts. So Jesus moved with compassion, put his hand. It was the compassionate thing. Man said, You can't make me clean if you are willing. Just, 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 it was the response. He put his hand on him. Normally, you don't touch lepers because lepers are infectious. They can infect you. But he didn't care. He put his hand on him and said to him, I will. He says, be clean, be clean. It's compassion. Are you seeing that? And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was clean. Are you seeing that? That's how we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be the hands and feet and heart of Christ for man on the earth. Are you seeing that? Yeah. Don't enter into ministry. And I say ministry, not pastor things. I'm talking about every believer is called to ministry. Don't enter into ministry. Don't enter. Don't don't start doing the things of God as a believer and not do it with compassion. If you don't have compassion for people, you have to start to learn to identify with what they are going through. You have to start to practice, you know, the you know, the art of compassion. And trust God that his own compassion and love will flow through you, that he will give you and show you his heart for people. So today we're going to be praying that God shows us his heart for people, his heart of love for people, his heart for people. Do you understand? That the same way Christ was moved with compassion, you also want to be moved. You also want to know his heart for people. Let his heart be revealed for people. You understand? Let's, that's what I was going to be praying about today. We'll be praying about that. We'll also be praying for Nigeria. The same prayer points we prayed yesterday and day for yesterday. So that's basically it, right? Today, don't just go around. Do something. Yesterday, we looked at the fact that you can call people on the phone. Did you call someone on the phone? Did you pray for anybody? If you did, what's the proof? Send me a message on Instagram, okay? So guys, that is it. I believe you've learned something and I hope you have a wonderful day. You definitely will have a wonderful day, okay? Make sure you tell someone about the Prayer Beast Challenge. Tell someone about this channel. Let them come and get blessed also. And let's spread the gospel. Okay? It may just give someone hope and encouragement. You never know. Okay? So, guys, that is it for today. Alright? Don't forget about praying by 6 p.m. today on Instagram. 
live at we are in w-e-a-r-e-y-e-n so you want to check us out there by 6 p.m of also on mixlr m-i-x-l-r it's an app get on the apps of play store search young ecclesia nation and you'll find us we're going to be praying by 6 a.m 9 a.m noon 3 p.m 6 p.m 9 p.m and all that so join us at any of these times and you'll find someone praying there and it's going to help encourage you a whole lot to pray okay guys that's it god bless you have a wonderful day and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sn pst.essien see you there